Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Rugged Identity Podcast. This is episode two of our three-part series over our core values. Last week was episode one, which was following Jesus, and that is the most important core value we have at Rugged Identity. So nothing else matters um, without that one core value, which is following him, because that everything we do is based on that. So this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Um, next week is going to be core value number two, so we're going to go ahead and do core value number three today which is a little bit out of order, um, but that's just due to some scheduling conflicts uh, that we have. And so it just plays out a little bit better for me that way. And this week, like I told you guys last week, we've got my good friends Hayden Savage and Tanner Wofford with us. Hey, hey Blake. How's it going? It's going good. How are you guys? Good. Doing good. good Thanks for having us, Blake. Yep, no problem. <clears throat> As I was telling Hayden, my... I started doing mountain tough workouts again this week and they've been kicking my butt. I kind of went into a, after I got married, you know, that honeymoon lull of just having that seafood diet, which pretty much, you know, anything that I see, I'm just putting into my mouth. (laughs) So I tried to, I tried to pack on as much muscle as I could, but now I got back into it this week and I'm, I'm worn out. My legs barely got me into the building. (laughs) Well, I I, got to try something like that. I, I, I have that seafood diet as well. Yeah, I think we all go through that at some point. I've been, I've been having that steak and mac and cheese diet lately. It's been been rocking me pretty good. Yeah, mine was more of a fried chicken and uh, burger kind of diet. Shoot, yeah. But <clears throat> since our listeners don't know, and you, this is the first time you guys have been on the podcast, uh, Hayden, why don't you go ahead and start us off by just introducing yourself a little bit and telling us about what you do and who you are and what you're kind of up to right now. Yeah, so um, like Blake said, um, me and Blake have known each other for roughly, oh, four or five years now. Yep, we've known each other for a while. We've been, we've been through a lot of stuff together, a lot of stories that more than we could probably have time to tell today. <laughs> but Tanner, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit about who you are too. <clears throat> okay, well... I'm kind of newer than Hayden, so knowing you, I just I met you through Hayden, actually. Um, I met Hayden in class here in Stillwater at Oklahoma State, and we just kind of clicked. I uh, seen he had a first light sticker on his truck, so I figured I need to I need to figure out who that guy is and, and get to know him. And we started talking about hunting, and we didn't pay attention at all during that lab. But, I mean, we, met, we were good friends after that. And then we got to live together that next year up here, and then he started telling me about his buddy Blake, and sure enough, I got to meet you and we got to go on some hunts and thought this is a pretty good old boy. So, uh, I'll just tell you, I'm from Allen, Oklahoma. So Southeast Oklahoma compared to you guys. And, um, it's pretty cool how I think God kind of brought us all together, um, through Hayden and just through friendship and throughout, through the outdoors. But I work for the NRCS in Venita, Oklahoma. So that's where I'm living now, which is Northeast. Um, so basically I'm just doing that living up there by myself um and i'm the producer of boggy bottom outdoors on youtube so we got some videos on there go check us out uh, it's pretty cool hopefully we'll get blake and hayden on there as well here in the future but yeah that's pretty much what i got going on right now and boggy bottom is really a pretty cool deal too i've watched a lot of their youtube videos and especially for a channel just starting out i mean y'all haven't been around for a super long time like some other channels which is really i mean it's hard starting out and everything like that. And you go watch all these people that have got a lot of followers and stuff and 
their videos in the very beginning are pretty rough. You know, you look back at them and they probably kind of laugh at themselves. But one thing I will say about Tanner's channel and Boggy Bottom is when they started out, I mean, even to now, I mean, their videos have obviously progressed, but they've been pretty solid from the get-go, which I find it really cool, and I think they have a really bright future ahead of them. Yeah. <clears throat> but Hayden, Hayden, I think we lost you for a minute. Would you get you back? Yeah, I can hear you guys now. I don't know what happened. No, you're good. But, but yeah, just a, a little bit about me. Uh, Blake and I started doing some waterfowl hunting uh, about four or five years ago. We've known each other for a good while now. Um, Blake and I just met through mutual friends, and then uh, me and Blake just clicked. Uh, after waterfowl hunts, we started talking about deer hunting, and before you knew it, we were making trips out here to the Oklahoma Panhandle where uh, I now work for the Oklahoma Wildlife Department. Uh, I just thought it was crazy because that's one of Blake and I's first hunts was out here. And I always thought, man, how cool would it be to work out here? And uh, ended up going to OSU and uh, getting a wildlife ecology degree. Um, as Tanner said, uh, we met in, in a applied ecology class. And I think that lab was about three hours, three and a half hours. And I don't remember one thing the teacher said. <laughs> we all, all, all we got to talking about was hunting and fishing and it was it was a good time uh i knew that day i made another good friend so uh now it's me blake and tanner and it seems like every every year we get to go on at least one or two hunts together and it needs to be more than that though yeah it definitely does but the only issue i have going on with you guys is every time we do anything i i don't know what happens i just become awful at hunting at fishing <laughs> at shooting attack and all that stuff but the last time I think all three of us were together in person, we went to TAC, and that was a pretty good time. What did y'all think about that? Well, I just want to throw this out there. So we also had my good buddy Drew back, and, you know, we both shoot Matthews, and Blake and Hayden, they, they both uh, shoot elites. And, I mean, I'm not trying to make any kind of a, you know, who's better. You know, you can shoot whatever you want. But I will say that Team Matthews come away with the dub. As much as I hate to say it, you, y'all beat us pretty bad. Well, <laughs> I could have. Hayden shot good. Hayden shot probably as good as Drew, but Hayden forgets to set his sight tape, and so he'll shoot 100 yards over the target because he forgets. <laughs> I, I think I think I would have been right there with Drew if I wouldn't have messed that up. Like yeah. I think I did it two, twice where I just forgot to fix my sight tape, and they sailed over about, oh, 40 yards high. <laughs> Yeah, and it seemed like it seemed like every time Drew made, I mean Drew carried me through through the course, but every time he made a bad shot, I somehow made a good shot, so it worked out pretty good. Yeah, y'all y'all put a hurting on us. <laughs> but it, it was good. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I probably could have taken a slingshot out there for that whole deal and shot just as good. It was pretty rough. <laughs> so I'll, I'll agree with Tanner. Uh, my partner kind of carried me <laughs> through the whole thing. Hayden shot pretty good. If he had just remembered how to set a sight tape on a site i mean that would have been nice but he still yeah. did better than i did and that's pretty embarrassing i i will say i did not forget to set my side at all and i still missed more than Hayden did so <laughs> I, i'm just saying the only reason elite shot bad is because we didn't adjust the sight tape but when we had the sight tape adjusted we were shooting way better than the matthews i think yeah it's just I, I i shot bad i just shot bad <laughs> But it seems like I've shot bad every time that I've been with y'all. We went pheasant hunting in Hayden. I'm not much of an Oklahoma State fan. I know you guys are going to hate me for that. I've grown up watching OU, but when Hayden shot two in a row, I mean, did a complete 180 and shot another one out of the air in about 
0.2 seconds, I thought, man, pistols firing, there is hope in Stillwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'm an OU fan too, so I'm, I'm on your side on that one, buddy. Oh, there you go. You just got a degree from Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, and then we went fishing on that trip too um, towards the end, and you kind of put us in a good connection with the pastor that we went out to church with um, the next day, that Sunday, which was really cool. And honestly, like the trip was fun, you know, shooting our bow was fun and all that stuff, but that was probably the highlight of my trip. And that was one of those deals where honestly, Tanner, if that sounded weird, I looked at you and I was just thinking, that's a good dude. I mean, for someone that's out here on a hunting trip, like I never think about doing that stuff just because you're so focused on being out there, hanging out with buddies, shooting your bow, you know, doing what you always do. But we could have easily just woke up on Sunday and made it super easy to get back and Tanner, you know, made it evident that we need to be in church, and I really appreciate you doing that. That was that was a really cool deal, and that really had an impact on me. And so yeah. I appreciate for you doing that, buddy. Yeah, that was that that was super super cool, Tanner. That was I, I enjoyed that a bunch myself. Yeah, yeah. and I then the worst too, did too. That was good. I mean, I had a he was my that Nathan Harden was my roommate for a couple of years, and his dad is a preacher, and I never heard him, so it was just the perfect perfect opportunity for us to get down there and we got to go fishing with him and then hear him preach the word to us it was it was a good good weekend hey and we got to eat a bunch of food afterwards and that was always a plus we did good (laughs) food good food i didn't know it was potluck but i'm glad it was (laughs) yeah it was good and then we had to drive 30 minutes back to get hayden's bible that he left in the parking lot yeah don't leave your bible on the top of the car (laughs) yeah yeah, don't don't when you leave church, don't be talking and opening doors and trying to get out of the church parking lot doing everything at once because uh, you might leave some stuff on top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the worst part about that whole deal too. Speaking of that fishing trip we went on, I literally did not get a single fish in the boat. How many do you think we caught? <laughs> I know I caught probably eleven or twelve. Yeah, so it wasn't like it was just a handful. It was like double digits, and here I am about to jump off the boat, tie some weights to my foot and jump off the boat because I can't catch a fish and these other two guys are slaying them. And y'all caught a bunch too, Tanner, didn't you? Yeah, we caught quite a few. I caught my first smallmouth, so that was pretty neat. But Yeah, so that was good. It was a good trip. I just, I did not do the best at anything I participated in. So church on Sunday was good for me to go and get my get my prayer time in and see what I was doing wrong. I felt like I was being punished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never really, really realized that, Blake, but every time you do, it's us three together. Uh, I know. I don't know. Yep. You sh- it, hey, that's just third, well, maybe not third time's charm, but fourth time's a charm. <laughs> hey, I did get lucky, though, whenever we went to that uh, dinner at the church and I won that shotgun. That's why you didn't, that's that, why you didn't do very good. I know. Yeah, so, so I'll just give a background on that. So, uh, the church I attended in Stillwater, Sunnybrook Christian Church, always had the sportsmen's banquet every fall. And I invited Blake and uh, his wife now, Kaylee, up there to come to the dinner. And they usually oh, raffle off a couple things, and they give a good uh, sermon. And uh, it's just a bunch of hunters getting together and talking about the word. But uh, the very first raffle that they had that night, uh, we get in there. Uh, they pray over the food and before everyone gets up, uh, the announcer was like, all right, who wants to do a raffle real quick? And everyone said, sure. And the first person they called was Blake and it was for a 12 gauge shotgun. It was. And he <laughs> was, won. 
I didn't even know what to say. I'm just like, I come here, I pay to eat these people's food, never been to this church before, and I'm walking out with a gun, and everyone just kind of gave me the stink eye. No, I'm kidding. It, it was good. I was glad that I won. Kaylee was kind of like, holy crap, we need to come to this every year. But it was a good time. Hey, y'all, I will say this, though. I lucked out on both shooting my bow, shooting pheasant, and catching any fish, but y'all didn't win anything, did you? No. Nope. Nah. Ah, there you go. There that's we go. Why. I know. That's why. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd take there. That's 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 pretty good for both sides. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd have rather uh, shot good, considering that I'm like titled a head archery coach at a college now. It's kind of embarrassing. Well, <laughs> I put that. Me and Drew, we got this little plaque, and it says, uh, "You know, proud to have beat Blake Blackwell, archery coach." No, oh, that, that makes me feel good. <laughs> hey, we did try to do a little bit of recruiting on there, Tanner. You kind of helped me with that, but that kind of backfired. Yeah, that, that kid was like top of the night, like five-star recruit. I'm pretty sure he had like a three-inch group at 100 yards at that target trying to win that truck, and his dad was just passing out money. So first of all, I'm thinking, well, this kid's got some money, so like scholarship money is not going to be that big of an issue. Then I seen him shoot, and I was thinking, holy crap, Tanderson's like, hey, go talk to that guy. And I'm thinking, no. He's going to show up on our campus and see that we graduate like 115 kids and turn right around probably. <laughs> Hey, but the, it's just like I just seen Arch Manning over there, and I thought you got to shoot your shot, you know. Yeah, that's about what it felt like. And then he told me his coach was George Riles, and he's pretty much like a stinking. He's pretty much the uh, the factory for all the kids that go into the Olympics. So I knew I probably didn't have any uh, any shot. He's going to go make ten grand at a winning first at a tournament instead of coming here and getting a five thousand dollars scholarship. That's probably not his best interest either. So I felt kind of bad even talking to him. His dad just kind of looked at me funny, but whatever <laughs> oh gosh but <clears throat> we're gonna go ahead and get into um the meat and potatoes of what we're gonna talk about tonight because this is we can talk about hunting stories and i know we have a lot more that we could talk about and go through pretty much for hours if we really wanted to um but obviously on this channel and not just that but in our lives because i will say that um i've i follow christ and i've been a born-again believer for for a while now i mean since i was a little kid and i've grown up in church and done all that stuff but here lately especially it's not that i'm i'm gonna say that i've really dove all the way in because i felt like i've pretty much been all the way in for a long time but it's one of those deals to where i've just hungered for the word and just hungered for god um, more and more here lately and with that being said you know there's a lot of friends i have that aren't on the same path and not just that and i'm not singling anybody out or anything like that but just may not be on the same mission you have in life you know and it can be tough sometimes to find guys in your life that love jesus with all their heart and they're really you know all in they're the real deal they want to be for the lord and everything that they do and so it's really cool to have you know hayden tanner on here like i was saying earlier i consider those two guys in my circle even though i haven't known tanner a whole lot a long long time but i've known hayden for a long time and I know Hayden's pretty picky about his buddy, so he's pretty blunt about who he likes and who he doesn't. He's not scared to say it, but I just appreciate you two guys. Um, before we get into this, I just wanted to give you all a little bit of praise for that. And just nothing's cooler knowing you got two buddies that love to hunt and fish just as much or even more than me probably sometimes, but also love the Lord and are on the same path in life as you are. So I appreciate you guys, and it's it's very rare to have two really good friends like that that you can get on even a podcast, let alone just talk about in person, talk about Scripture, and, and not be awkward or weird, and we all enjoy it just as much. So, Well, well Blake, I appreciate our friendship, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. 
So well, I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, <clears throat> it's pretty cool. I, you know, I, I'm I'm sort of newer on the on the side of being a Christian. I've I was saved and baptized when I was 19, so I'm about three years in. But I mean, there's there's nothing better than Christian fellowship, brothers and sisters getting together, enjoying life and God's creation and everything you can do. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're called to do. And we're also called, and this brings us into our next point, is um, there's a lot of passages in Scripture that focus on hard work, you know, and what hard work means and why it's important. I don't think God ever wants us to be stagnant in life because then we're never moving forward as long as we're stagnant and we're, He doesn't want us to be lazy, you know. He wants to us to get up and use our talents and use our hands and get to work. And God created us to mend to provide for our families and things like that. So hard work. Um, is very important, and it's very important to get across in this episode of this podcast because our, this podcast, you know, really is focusing on men and, like I said, rugged identity in the outdoors, and that's kind of what we cut our teeth on is hard work, um, no matter what that is. And I know Tanner, you, me and you and Hayden, we all talked last night, and we kind of shared some scripture about what hard work meant to us um, and what we really thought, the first scripture that came to our mind when we thought about hard work. Would you uh, just go ahead and share that with us real quick and tell us your thoughts on that? Yeah. So when you come to me with that, this is a funny story, actually, and I'll, I'll share it with you. So um, I recently, uh, that last year at OSU, um, I got the opportunity to go after a leadership role with our college ministry. And so during the intern interview, Uh, I was on my application. They asked me to come up with scripture that makes me think of ministry. Well, at that time, you know, and still now, I'm not just like super, you know, great with scripture, but I used Google and I found one that really spoke to me. I loved it. I thought it was perfect, but I didn't think of it. You know, I had to kind of go to Google to find it, but it's Romans 12 one. Well, I get in the interview, totally forgetting that I put that on my, my application and I get asked to quote that verse and I froze. I mean, absolutely did not know it. And I thought I blew it. Like that, that right there, I, you know, I'm not going to get it. Like I, I, I circled all around it and I couldn't, couldn't come up with it. And as soon as I got out of there, I grabbed my Bible. I opened it up, went right to that because I remembered exactly what the verse was, but I didn't remember what it said. And so I went right to it and I read it. And now when I hear things like hard work or ministry, I think God used that moment of me forgetting that to really implant this in my mind and in my heart. Um, but here's what it reads. Romans 12:1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So when I think of hard work, you know, I think as a Christian, it can be really hard work waking up every day and trying to live like Christ. I mean, the evil one, he's so present in our world today, and it gets really hard at times. And so if you wake up and you can just serve as a living sacrifice, that takes hard work, but it's it's true and proper worship, holy and pleasing to God. And that, that I think, is just amazing. And so that's kind of what I thought. As soon as you asked me that, that was the first thing that came into my mind. And and so I just thought I'd share that with you guys. And you guys can go in deeper on that if, if you have any thoughts. But I really like that verse, and I think it really comprehends, you know, who we are as Christians and how we work hard for, for Christ. Yeah, I really like that. And I really like how you touched on, you know, that Scripture says worship. And I think a lot of times um, people in general, and especially people newer to the faith, you know, we go to church and we stand up and they say, hey, let's, it's time to worship. And so they think the only thing of worship is, hey, like raising your hands or singing or 
right. stuff like that. But worship can be a multitude of different things. So I like how you said, you know, hard work, that is worship to the Lord because that's showing God, hey, you know, I'm not just waking up, um, sitting around, like I'm working hard. I'm trying to provide for a family. I'm providing for myself. Um, I'm using what you've given me. Like if he's given you a mind for construction and architecture and things like that, and you're getting up every day and you're working to the best of your abilities to make amazing homes or places for people to work. Like that's a domino effect, you know? I mean, you're using everything that he's given you to affect other people. And you never know, like someone could be saved in that building. Somebody could lead someone to Christ in that building or anything in between. There's numerous opportunities everywhere we go for, um, us to worship the Lord and work hard. So I really like, I really like that verse that you said. And what about you, Hayden? What, what did you get? Did you find something that really stuck out to you on that or? Yeah. So, um, when we were talking about that last night, the, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the book of Ephesians. Um, and I, I really like, um, Ephesians chapter five, you know, uh, when it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, I, when I think of work and, uh, hard work, you know, our, our days on earth are, uh, very short. Um, though this is not where we will be for eternity. Um, you know, even though our days are short here, um, God has called us, um, to, to work hard and, uh, what we do to enjoy, but also do it, uh, worshiping him and, uh, praising him. So I feel, um, making the most of every opportunity, um, while, uh, going through our everyday life, you know, reaching out to others, whether it be through your work, um, community, um, just to make the most of that opportunity and, uh, listen to God and, uh, and follow what, uh, he he has in store for you. Absolutely. I didn't catch what you said. I listened to it, didn't get the actual verse. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 uh, it, through 16, where it says, uh, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Okay, thank you. No, that's really, really good, Hayden. I, I agree. That's that's a really good verse, and that makes me think of hard work, too, when I hear it. Can I can I share something on that, Blake? Something yeah, go, go ahead. I really like that, Hayden. Um you talk about how you live, live as wise. I think living in our actions is, is one of the greatest ways that we can, you know, share, share the light of Christ. And so, you know, that takes hard work sometimes, especially, I'm just going to throw this out there with us guys being in the, being in the hunting and fishing. I'm not trying to, to, to label anybody, but most of the guys that I know, my buddies, hunting and fishing guys, they're not usually believers or they're not, you know, somebody who, who lives that way around us. And so you get together with those guys and, you know, they start using, you know, foul speech and things like that. It's so easy to get knocked back into that trap of, of what you maybe used to do or just, just to fit in or to be cool. It takes hard work. Um, like you said, to live wise. And so I just, I don't know, that just kind of spoke out to me right there. I really like that. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point you brought up too, Tanner, because, I mean, even you walk in Bass Pro Shop and you look at the T-shirts that they got that are even Bass Pro brand. I'm not knocking them at all because it's kind of just your stereotypical, like, deer camp. Yeah. Everyone's sitting around a fire and they're just getting hammered, you know. They're just right. enjoying some cold ones and probably talking about some things, kind of like locker room talk, you know, and yep. putting a dip in and all that kinds of stuff. And so I agree. I mean – it's it's kind of your stereotypical thing, and especially for those people that 
I mean, may not be a hunter or don't really haven't grown up around that, that, that may be the first thing that comes to their mind. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I also agree too. I mean, that's, it's a temptation because I, I personally have to be careful, you know, like it's not as bad anymore, but you know, I've, uh, y'all both knew this, you know, I used to dip and I used to struggle with chewing tobacco and stuff like that. So every time, I mean, my memories of that was to be going, going hunting and stuff like that or playing baseball in high school. And that's not good. You know, that's, you got to be careful because it's something that I love so much and I want to work really hard at like what we're talking about, but it can be easily something that I fall back into when I'm in that atmosphere. Right. So well, and, and something I'd like to put in with that as well, you know, like that our hunting community, you know, the people we hang around with, I, I strongly, uh, and firmly believe that it's true when people say the people you hang around is what you, uh, end up becoming. Uh, absolutely um, and and i'm not saying that's bad like i mean uh, like we need to be reaching out to those who don't believe and you know who aren't living a christ-like life but um you don't need to be you know uh giving in to the actions of those you know who are performing those sins um but that's why i'm, I'm so thankful for our relationships because you know we we know each other is very uh you know, we're firm in our beliefs and we, we hold each other accountable, you know, and, but we can enjoy the outdoors and I want people to understand, you know, we can still go out hunting and have guys trips, you know, and still be worshiping the Lord. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, we're finally away from the world now that we're out hunting, you know, right. And it takes hard work, just like what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things too, is, um, I don't want people to take this as, works is what's going to get you into heaven but whenever you do become a born-again believer like that's a symbol of your old self dying and your new self is um alive now and you're you're living a new life like you're a new body you're made new in christ and it there's temptations they're still real i mean it's not going to completely go away so it it does take hard work for that yep absolutely um and then i'm going to go ahead if y'all are y'all are good on that i'm going to go and share what i had yeah which is Colossians three twenty three and 24. It says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that for from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And one thing that I think about that is um, when I used to read this, I, I thought of inheritance always as just like when I get to heaven, you know, I'm going to, I may get these material things up there for me, which isn't, isn't true at all. You know, your inheritance is that alone of just being able to, whenever you die, the Lord looking at you and saying that he knew you. I mean, there's nothing greater in the world knowing that. Like when you have that firm foundation, you have that confidence knowing that when you get up there, there's no doubt in your mind that, you know, you see all these older people that are laying on their deathbed and they're just so calm because they're following the Lord and they know where they're going. They're so confident. And I just think that's the most beautiful thing in the world. But the other part of that verse, you know, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. I think there's a lot of times that, and granted, I mean, there are some situations and jobs where you may not have the best boss and it may not be the best environment for you, but every boss is going to tell you things to do that you're probably not going to want to do. Um, as you guys know, I'm an archery coach, but I also work in maintenance and maintenance can be the best job in the world. And it can also be the worst job in the world sometimes. I mean, there's days that I don't mind mowing and weed eating and stuff like that. Working outside, it's not a big deal to me. But there's days, I'm, I'll just be honest, I've had to sweep out a bathroom or two before. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a grown man. Like, I'm out of college. I have a degree, and I'm in here sleeping bathrooms. Like, this is dumb. You know, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. This is the worst thing I can possibly think of doing right now. I can do a million other things, making more money and stuff like that. But in the back of my mind, I got to think, you know, why am I here? Well, just like Tanner said, you know, he gets to – he had an internship. Well, at our college, you know, we have a college ministry called The Awakening – and it's not just a college ministry, it's a, a missions organization, but they have a specific branch of that called the traditional internship. And I got to go through that in college. And then when I graduated, it was kind of crazy. I've only been out for over a year now. And they asked me to lead it, which was really, really cool. But it required a lot of time of me. And so if I was to go take another job or I was to do something else, you know, I probably wouldn't have time to be a part of that. I wouldn't get to see kids' lives changed and um, be able to minister with them and help grow leaders that are going to go out into the world and they're going to change so many lives. And I, I would hope to say it's because God's working through me in that area. And then the other thing, like I said, sweeping out bathrooms, another way that that can um, really affect people is if someone comes to this campus and they come on a tour and the first thing most people do, you know, when they get out of a car after a long drive they need to use the restroom. So they go use the restroom. If it's just a pit, there's no toilet paper, like it's not swept, it's just nasty. They're probably thinking this is not the place for me. Like I don't want my kid going here. It's disgusting. But in return, I mean, the little things like that that you don't think that matters, that kid can come here and that first impression can mean a lot. And that kid's life could be changed. And generations and generations in that family, not just that kid, can be forever changed. And they could accept Christ and just lead a lot of people to the Lord and just lay down their life. And even if it's just one person, I got to think that way too. If it's just one person that comes to the school and they get saved and their first impression was seeing how clean this place was, then I'm perfectly fine with that. But that can be really tough. You know, that's a struggle of trying to think that way every day when I, when I wake up at seven to come to work. <laughs> You're right. But I mean, it's so worth it. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I always think of is, you know, cleaning up your speech. And so you get around all those guys or or just people in general, and they realize, hey, you know, he doesn't say them them bad words. I wonder why. If I just can do that and cause one person in my lifetime to wonder why and to ask and be able to share the gospel with them or somebody else, I mean, it's so worth it, you know. It takes yeah. hard work, but, I mean, that's what we're here to do. And and so that's, that's, that's the way I see it. Absolutely. And that's another thing with you, Hayden. You have a really good opportunity, too, because, I mean, you're going to have people coming up for hunts and stuff out of state and everywhere else that you're going to come in contact with quite a bit that may not know the Lord and you just being a good guy and not, not cursing and just helping them out as much as you can. And just being a servant, you know, to them, whatever they need, that can really make an impact on somebody. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I'm very fortunate um, to have, you know, three uh, controlled hunts up here. And one of that's the youth hunt. And, you know, that's, um, that's something I, I just don't see as much, you know, the, the youth being a, involved in the church or having uh, relationships with Christ. I just, uh, it doesn't seem like parents or uh, grandparents have as big of an influence on the church life of younger kids. And I'm, and I'm hoping with this new job that uh, with the opportunities I'm given, you know, I can, I can make the most of the opportunities I have with them. And, and hopefully that will transition uh, to the adults as well. So absolutely. hundred percent. Right. And I think that's that's one thing, too, that we don't realize is we're all pretty young, but we've graduated college. Like those kids that are in elementary and middle school, I mean, the world has drastically changed since we've been in school, like high school and stuff like that. And the short amount of time that it's been, I mean, I just 
it's tough. I think the world, you know, is obviously kind of going away from a lot, but there's still a lot of good people out there. I just, the youth is really what needs to be really hammered down on and impacted quite a bit. Right. And, and I also like, I mean, not, I'm not dogging on smaller communities or anything like that. You know, I grew up in a smaller community, but a lot of these smaller communities, you know, you're seeing a lot of more elderly in the church and, you know, the, seems like the generations that are going down uh, from those elders, you know, we're not, not really seeing um, as many that uh, we'd hope and to be there in church and be worshiping the Lord. And um, I think us being young and being in the outdoors, you know, we, we could have a great influence on that. E- even like you said, if it's just one person, you know, um, it's Absolutely. worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings me into my last point about this. Um, the thing about, you know, we touched on church, which I'm glad we touched on that. And I'm glad we touched on being disciples, you know, in the younger generation, you know, scripture says we're called to be disciples of all nations. Um, and what I mean by that, I want to lead into this point. A lot of times on Sunday, you know, we think of that as getting up like that's work. You know, we worked all week long and then we got to wake up early on a Sunday morning on our weekend and go do something. And that's why it impacted me so much, Tanner, whenever you went. I kind of shifted my mindset. Like, I'm not going to lie. The day before, we had hiked around quite a bit and I was pretty sore and tired and beat up. Um, but Sunday should be our day of rest. And that never really clicked with me until I heard someone here lately talking about it. The reason Sunday should be our day of rest is, you know, we should spend so much time, like what we've talked about all week long, every day at least once, trying to find that one opportunity of who can I minister to today? Who can I be a positive influence to today? Who can I show Christ's love to today? Then when we get on when we get to church on Sundays, it's more of like, I'm with my body of believers. Like I'm with my brothers and sisters, like I can rest. You know, and granted, I'm not saying that we need to um, neglect those that are new in the church. Like, I'm not saying that at all. We still need to minister, but there should be this element of rest. Like, you can just come rest in the house of the Lord, as we've heard multiple times, you know, um, throughout our life. We should just be able to rest with our brothers and sisters. So, I just really want everyone to understand, you know, that's really what Sundays are for. And just don't take that for granted. It's not, it is hard work. It's hard work, you know, to get up every single day, no matter what you're doing. But just understand that that Sabbath, that's your rest day. You know, that's your time you can go spend in fellowship and be with the Lord and your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, I agree. And that's pretty cool. I really like how how you explained that and how you shared that with us. I, I like that a lot. I see Sunday as that's my day um, where I can I can be encouraged, encouraged for the week, you know, and yeah. get to go and worship him and just be with your brothers and sisters you know, we have the same mind and we're there worshiping our God together as, as the church, you know, wherever we're at. If we're, we can be in a building, we can be in the park. It doesn't matter. Um, but we're just together and be encouraged as you see everyone there is the same thing as you're doing and be able to go throughout the week and whatever message you heard, you know, that week, maybe it says something to you and you can share that. And so I really see it as that is my encouragement and, and it really helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like I like how you explained that, Tanner. I I 100% agree as well with that. Well, good deal. Well, guys, I think that's all that I have on um, hard work, and I think that's kind of wrapping up the episode today. Um, but, guys, just make sure you tune back in next week 
and make sure you check out Tanner's um, YouTube channel, Boggy Bottom Outdoors. You'll you'll want to check them out. I really think you guys are going to enjoy that. But come back next week for week three, which will be our second core value of loving your neighbor, guys. Just remember, before we sign off, stay rugged and know who your identity is.